Hello and welcome to the Lorg Waves. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm Justin. I'm A.E. And I'm Bob. And we are here to bring you yet another wonderful, flavor-filled, laughter-inducing episode of the Lorg Waves. Michelle, the story is not funny. It's angry. It's angry. I'm angry. It's, yes. it's very anger. Yes, I'm, such anger. Sorry, I'm yelling again. However, um, before we get into the Rage. It's fair to be angry at many things, but not our sponsors. No. Certainly not Card Kingdom, who deliver their items on time every time. I actually recently just got some cards for my EDH deck. I'm building a Tesa Karlov deck. And uh she's she's definitely gonna be quite mean. Which which Tesa? Um Tesa Karlov. Oh, Tesa Karlov. Just Tesa Karlov drop mic drop. Tesa Karlov. Like like we don't need any more than that. It's just mic drop first there was Cher and she was known as Cher then there was Madonna and she was known as Madonna then finally there was Tessa Karloff known as Tessa Karloff that's that's her whole name there's no confusion neither is there confusion about how much we love our patrons and this week's Foil card goes out to Damien. <laughs> goes out to, to Damien, who only needs one name, because there's right. only one Damien in our hearts. That's right, Damien. I hope that you're not the Antichrist, Damien. I'm sure that you get that joke quite often. And if no one gets that joke, then go watch The Omen, <laughs> which I watched many times. Our saintly sent from heaven patron, Damien, Earns this week a perfectly reasonable and fun card, Runaway Steamkin, which never was abused in any sort of red oh, deck. Oh, never. Nope. I wrote the name, and um, that's a doozy. Yeah, it is. It runs all over people, often me. So, Damien, you get this. You definitely deserve it. Whether you're not your opponents do is open to question. And you can show it off when you're storming off in standard on turn three in front of your opponents and be like, you see this shiny one? A.E. from the Lorgoids gave me this shiny one, so you can thank him. And and then, what, actually what I love about that card, Blame besides him, the I fact that so. it's so powerful, is also the flamboyantly flailing steamy limbs of the of the kin. It's Thomas, like, the tank engine, what happened? <laughs> I'm out of control! <laughs> I'm out of control! <laughs> I'm on fire! <laughs> and also vapor. You know it's who, very complicated. You know who is also on fire? Nikki Drayden with oh. this story. Let's oh. get to it. She is so on fire that this story came with a parental warning before the start of the story. Did you guys, did you all see I that? Thought that was, yeah, I thought that was last week's, actually. Yeah, I thought that was last week's. Yeah, this week we just have poop. Because <laughs> they totally contained a sex scene. What? Was No. Okay, well, anyway, this week we have a story that's all about Bob's favorite people. The gruel. The gruel. Rage of the unsung. No, it says here, parents, please note this story contains content that may be unsuitable for younger readers. Oh, okay. Well, in that in case. In Rage of the Unsung. Yeah, Okay. There was a lot of poop, which we will get into <laughs> now. Aris is a Vaishino tattooed artist of the Gruul, and he's developed a new method to pierce the skin of giants. It's tough as life in the big city. His technique is twice as effective and three times as painful, so a win-win. He only needs one more secret ingredient, the scat of a six-eyed cat, which is why he's sitting in a field on a crisp autumn day waiting for this giant maca cat to finally poop. Ugh, it's not even a very big maca. He thinks to himself as the maca makes a pained expression and all six of its eyes squint. Its fur is matted. Doesn't look, doesn't look very healthy. I can count all of its ribs. One, two, three. Ugh. Ugh, finally it's done. Luckily, maca don't bother to bury their poop very deeply and Aris manages to collect it. He plops the kitty crap into his bowl with a hydra egg and a charred pine bark and stirs, grinding away until the ink turns a bright yellow green. Satisfied, he puts the lid on the bowl and straps it to himself, making his way back to his clan. Ahead, he can see that his guildmates are back from a productive day of city raising. Ah, I love the smell of stone dust from the pulverized gates in the morning. It smells like victory. Goblins frolic amidst the rubble. Anarchs stack blocks into Bortusks while grunting. Berserkers start the mosh pit, and rage spreads through the clan in an orgy of smashing. 
Though he also makes a half-hearted attempt to kick a stone or two, Aris can't seem to rage at all. He always has to fake it. As things settle down, he sees the giant Drizzik trundle off to sit in front of a fire where humans begin his dinner. The Vaishino scuttles over and approaches him. Um, uh, uh, hello there. Uh, would you like to be inked? He asks. Ugh, sure. Drizzik says. He shifts his arm so that Aris can reach it, and the Vaishino examines this canvas. Aris loses himself, completely engrossed in chronicling the reclaimed territories the Gruul have conquered. Eighteen Boris blocks. A swirling is it neighborhood. Hey, Aris, you've got a line. His brother, Jury, says. Indeed, a queue of expectant gruel formed behind Rizik, and the Vaishino goes on to tattoo the lot of them, a prize for enlarging the rubble belt. Drizik the giant chuckles. Seems like you're too focused to be angry, Aris. Don't worry, you'll find something to rage about. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? I I rage all the time. Just, just yesterday... Uh, I was drinking some coffee, and it wasn't to my liking, so I smashed it on the floor, and I got real mad, you see? I, I rage more than anyone. I'm, I'm raging right now. You're cute. I was a late rager, too. Didn't happen till my early hundreds. Re- really? I... No, I... I I don't believe. Across the camp, someone screams. What the hell is happening to my arm? After tattooing him just hours before, Aris sees that his brother's arm has erupted in flames. Around him, more of his clanmates are on fire, and he realizes to his horror that his ink is what's causing it. He thinks to the sad, paltry materials he had to scavenge for his ink. Maybe his ingredients are bad because the land is dying. But before he can protest... Get out! Rurik and Thar yell, and Aris is clanless, and spikeless, and rageless. Yeah, not good. Days later, Aris spies out that new tattoo artist punk who has taken his place. He ought to feel outraged. Instead, he's only ashamed and jealous of the shimmering ink that the ogre artist uses as she tattoos a centaur's flank. Uh, hey, ex- excuse me. Uh, hello. Uh, Aris asks, approaching the ogre. What, what's, what's in the ink? Uh, none of your business. The ogre says. The ogre may be stronger and better looking, but Aris relies on his superior dexterity to sneak his way to steal the ink part. Whoa, JK, he's bad at that too, and his body slammed. Ink spills into the ground under Aris as the ogre kicks and punches the small Vyashino. Don't touch my stuff again! The ogre grunts and dog walks him, retrieving the ink bowl and walking away. Amidst getting pulverized, Aris believes he recognizes the ogre, but that can't be right. This ogress, she resembles as a famous city crusher that has no business muddling around with inks. The ogre ventures out of the rubble belt to hunt for hydra eggs. Aris follows her and is astonished to see a hydra so healthy outside of Gruul territory. As ogre hurries away with some prime eggs, Aris recognizes her tattoos and catches up to her. You're Bass Bradley! You're legendary! You took out entire parts of the town! And how are you finding these high-quality ingredients? Yes. I'd ask you for your autograph, but I don't write because I'm gruel. We, we actually, we, we do write. Um, yes, yes, I am. Boss keeps walking. Well, come on, keep coming with me and find out. I knew you would anyway. The duo ventures into Celestian territory, where Aris discovers a huge secret. Climbing up to healthy pine needles to get his charred bark, Aris discovered that the peace-loving Celestians have been draining the rubble belt and gruel territory of vitality and growth, channeling it into their own manicured gardens as they expand their own power. What the hell, Bent? Shh! Boss says as she waits for a very healthy maca to do its number two. It's been going on for years. Celestians draining the land's magic to grow their garden mazes. Their lawns are neon green. You need to tell your clan. They collect the poop after the Makal leaps off, and they make the ink, Aris keeping half. He comes back to the clan that disinherited him and bellows. I challenge Ruakthar for leadership! His anger finally ignites into a power rage, fueled by his outrage over the Celestians sapping life out of his people, his heritage, and his land. 
What? You? The ogre roars and bats him away with a huge fist. Aris gets up and holds his ground. The land is dying! He yells. The Celestians have taken what life we have! We need to fight back! He's right. Bath says. We need to fight back. Reclaim what's ours! Reclaim this city! Yes! Says Drizzik the giant. Yes! Says Jiri the Vaishino brother. And they all too are engulfed in flames of rage! Rurikthar says, If the Celestians want a war, we shall give it to them. Aris smiles, thinking of the sprawling gardens and manicured lawns he'll be tattooing on his brother's fine, shapely arms and backs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. And faces. Well, okay. First of all, that was a very intense but super awesome story. I really love that Nikki focused very much on the body modifications, the, the the ceremonial body like tattoos that the gruel have. And it's really interesting too, because as far as we know, the gruel don't have a written history, but this is in a way their way of keeping like a, a history of what they've conquered on themselves, right? And you can kind of tell like who belongs to what district and whatnot and what clan by like matching the matching yeah, who territories. Broke what? But it's, it's not it's not a who belongs where yeah. as much as a who broke what. Yeah, yeah, who broke what, but it's not like it's not so much like they broke it, right? Like let's think they let's think like it. real gruel here. Like they fixed it. They brought it back to yeah. where it needs to be in order for things to regret. But the breaking of it is awfully fun. Oh, it is very, very fun. Well the breaking is actually what they're all about, right? They're about the destruction of what was built. I mean, it's up for them. It's broken, so let's. It's it's broken, so we need to break it in yeah. order to fix it. Yeah, in order to fix it, they have to break it. I I felt really inspired to get a hydroid crisis tattoo because oh. because Simic I'm wrong guild. I'm going to break standard. Wrong guild. Wrong guild. I'm going to break standard. Wrong guild. No, but if I break the hydroid crisis soltite deck, then I'm going to break standard. You're so no gruel. I'm, but that's that's Smash? what I was inspired to do. Smash. Yeah, smash it. Smash it. So what is in this story is that the Vaishino tattoo artist, him or himself. Yeah, himself. We're nearly sure because we have this first person narrative. So it's not. I I want to just run off of that real quick. That first person narrative written so well. Literally had to dig for one little line where they call Aris brother (laughs) so that we could. And the debate of the gender. Yeah, we were not sure for the longest time if Aris was um, a he or a she or a they. But, yeah, continue. So, Aris's ta- uh, Vyashino person is disheartened that there's no Vyashino representation. The Slitz clan is kind of seen as sneaky. They are an effective clan of the gruel. Uh, but other, as people are wont to do, ridicule each other for being different. So the Sith clan being, they're sneaky. They can't be blocked by tokens. That's not really the thing that other gruel do. So they're ridiculed and they're not, they're not getting the good Vaishino representation they need to realize how strong and proud that they are. We have not seen this diverse a cast since the Selesnians. Like in the Selesnians, we had like a Dryad, a Loxodon, a human. We don't hold it against him. And uh, and an elf and a big worm. Um, and here we've got a Vyashino, an ogre. Goblins. Goblins. Um, maka poop. Lots of maka poop. Yeah. And a centaur. So again, I think that it's really nice to kind of see that the gruel are taking in what they perceive to be like the outsiders, the people who see the truth. And I think this has always been kind of the perspective of counterculture within society, right? Like I, it's really obvious, I think to me that a lot of the visual references for the gruel and the cultural references, of the gruel are taken from like punk, right? Yeah. Um, the punk culture, a uh, subculture from like the uh, late seventies, eighties through the nineties, this counterculture thing that very much focused on body modification, especially scarring as well as tattoos it's a really great way of like having bringing that into an urban setting because that's where punk culture was born it was born as a way to call out the kind of artifice of you know society and the way that it just wasn't really benefiting the youth of today we're seeing less of it here than we did in the golgari but it is fair to acknowledge that the outcasts unfortunately are usually the first to to want to outcast another so even within the this group of Clans, we're seeing some prejudice within it. It's a it's a ubiquitous problem that we all that everyone, no matter what guild you belong to, needs to address. I mean, the emos don't like the punks, and the punks don't like the goths. I mean, like we all wear black, but 
you know, we, there's got to be a little bit of differentiation here. I'm, I'm finding this discussion to be completely and utterly fascinating. <laughs> but the thing about like punk culture is that when I think about how it's been kind of represented within like fashion, for example, like uh, Galliano uh, was very famous for bringing, I think, a lot of what London's punk rock scene was wearing, the plaid, the chains, the mohawks up to high couture. And like, that's something that I think the grill would absolutely hate, right? Because they're like, the whole reason why punk culture is the way it is, is because it's challenging the norms of what we perceive to be acceptable behavior, acceptable music, acceptable appearance. And I think that's just what's really amazing. Like the fact that they are choosing to chronicle their victories on themselves. Like, this is who they are. Like, this is what defines them. Yeah. Can you imagine walking by a giant and just seeing a stencil of your old house? Yeah. And I'd just be like, I used to live there. And he just I can walks see my by. house. <laughs> well, no, they, you wouldn't see that in the girl clans because they're not materialistic. Oh, they're no, no, no. nomadic... That, that's why they, they chronicle things no, on this their is, skin. Like, if you saw cause... a non, like if you were like an Azorius person, and they like the gruel completely took down your neighborhood. You saw a picture of the guild hall <laughs> that you used to live in, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay. It's hard for me to think of like a pop culture, even a punk culture reference to describe the gruel because even your like Rage Against the Machine, for instance, might have very gruel flavored lyrics and a gruel flavored presentation at the end of the day these feel like more like Rakdos performances and with gruel they're hellbent on channeling the rage and that that primal berserk mode rage that they just fly out lash out and just destroy everything yeah because the system has never worked for them has never prioritized them and honestly doesn't want them to exist and i think that's a a feeling that a lot of people in the world really share like uh the first thing i think of actually is the arab spring um back in 2012 now that's not precisely a punk movement per se but the the situation at the time in egypt like as a middle eastern studies major in college was that like the younger generation of Egyptians were never going to be able to secure a good future for themselves because the government was corrupt. There was no way to get anywhere or anything without seriously massaging slash bribing people. But like within the gruel, it's this is the seeds of revolution. Like this is how I, revolution I, begins. I think it's actually deeper than that. They're exactly they're yeah. not they're not looking to revolt because they disagree with the system. They're looking to revolt because there's something fundamentally and intrinsically wrong with civilization. Yeah. They want to raise Ravnica to the ground, not because they've been outcast or been dealt a scatty hand as a result <laughs> of their lives. They there's just something fundamentally wrong with uh, using cement and mortar to put bricks together and those bricks well, becoming establishments and cities. They just want to level it all to the ground. I think there's some of that too, but there's also just this level of religion that's in there. Mm. Like you have to remember the old ways that they literally believe that they're put on Ravnica, they're put on this plane to wreak havoc and destroy things until the end race comes and destroys everything. Uh, that's... How it is now, but remember back in the day when the guild first guild pack was signed, it was their responsibility to take care of the wild places of Ravnica. I think Bob is correct, though. That's yeah. what they believe now. Though. That's what they believe now. Well, I, I think they, even is, even back then they believed it because that's that is the old way. I think maybe they. I, I think that they used the guild pack to try and tame the the Gruul clans to to try and slow their role a little bit. Which ultimately wound up giving the Azorius and the Boros the power. I, to I don't recall really that as them. part of the original parts of the of the Guild Pact, but I I do know that the encroachment of Boros and Azorius and Silesian law, like upon basically what is now the Rebel Belt, like caused even more social ostracization and. Um, I think pushed them to a, a, like an even more extreme position, which is why they basically want. Not even anarchy. It's just a complete destruction of everything so we can bring it back up again. Um, but I think the gruel is basically what you get when you push people way too far. And there's like no middle ground anymore for the gruel to have, especially with Dami Raid at the helm of this whole movement and his army of pigs. 
fundamentally their land was stolen, so they created a new purpose for themselves, and that was destruction. Yep. And it is a, I think, a really big parallel to a lot of like real world issues. It's really interesting. Um, I, I really kind of hope that, but anyway, I, I guess the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit was like the tattoos, because like as a person who has tattoos, like I, I think that's really cool. I often think like tattoos are kind of like a postcard to myself from back, back when I got them. Why I put that there almost. I don't know. We, I know that other folks here have tattoos, but you know, I'm after hearing you, Bob and AE, talk about the the gruel. Like I'm looking at all of the preview pictures of the gruel, and it the vast majority of them are gruel people smashing things. So it's like even in magic cards, they're displayed and portrayed as just being violent and angry, but the plight of the gruel having been pushed to the outskirts of Ravnica almost to the point where the forests and the mountains don't even exist anymore. Like, where's that in the magic cards? So Wilderness Reclamation chose a, a gruel of sorts. Dominate has a quote, quote, walls crack, buildings fall, all is the wilds return. So this overpowered green enchantment, which is going to potentially bust up standard and who knows what else, is the, them kind of getting back into touch of a taste of the wilderness that they're trying to achieve. So that does show their quieter side. It shows them uh, attuning themselves to the wild and gaining that font of internal strength that they feel that the world has been denied by having losing most of its wilds. So AE, we know that you are bound by contract that you cannot reveal and oneriness too. I just wouldn't necessarily reveal it anyways. So I know that you you are bound with secrecy and shrouded in mystery about how things, certain things yes. get named. I'm Uriel the Mistwalker. Go and, on. And how these names appear on these cards that you have in front of you, these really shiny, pretty I'm cards. I'm proof to questions. But, but I, I, I have to know, at one point, did you submit to the mothership the name for a small green creature card called... Squatting Maka. There's no green cat in the set. I'm confused. Because we had we had so much squatting Makas in the story. I just had this burning desire to find out if the two words squatting and Maka ever crossed your mind while developing names for, for cards for the set. Please don't take your this desire, question too seriously. Your burning desire was not as burning as those poor constipated Makas in the story. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Because I was thinking as I was reading the story earlier, like it could be a zero two with Defender because it's squatting. I did write the Grizzly Bear Maka, the two two, which does show the gruel in a more pensive moment, more thoughtful, less violent moment. Is it is it pensive because it's squatting? No. And we have little two little Viachinos in the background hiding in the grass waiting for the payload to drop so they can run and so again this shows the gruel in kind of the more uh, thoughtful moment quote lost are the lush meadows and verdant forests where maka prowled and lamusu soared lost are the wilds where our hearts are free end quote so there there are some moments here which we see the different layers of the gruel we see them kind of how they would like to be if they wilds weren't ripped out from under them but nothing in there about uh, act, the maka is actually um making ink juice. Well, look, Nikki Drayden just loves her poop jokes. <laughs> so she's just going full and hard poop as she can. So I, I would not question her methods. Thank you, Nikki Drayden. And now we know that literally two years of scrapped Lorgoif content on the, the cutting room floor was not in vain. And you validated it with your uh, amazing... I've just scatological references. I'm just afraid of saying like poop because it just sounds so vulgar for a podcast. You all, you all, you all know what I mean. I think it's fine. We'll say okay. shit instead then. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, I think we're gonna go ahead and switch to our ad. Unfortunately, we don't have an ad. Oh, well, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Well, um, we reached out to the Gruel this week to see if they had a product in mind for this week's episode. And it looks like our letter was sent back to us, torn up into tiny, blood-soaked pieces. Oh, it's still wet. Yeah, Ooh. totally flavorful. 
Oh, well, I, yeah. I'm so sorry, friends. We don't have an ad this week. I guess we'll just cut straight to... Well, that that's awkward. That's awkward. Who forgot to turn off their phone again? That's not a cell phone. That's the exclusive Yosh line. Uh, we, we should pick it up, you guys. Uh, Yosh might be in trouble. Yosh, are, are you there? Hello? Oh, hey, hi. Um, just want to let you guys know that, well, it was really cold in Minnesota this week, so I decided to go to Ravnica. Thought I'd try to record the gruel in their natural habitat for the segment or something. But, uh, this big ogre came out of nowhere and took my backpack while my gear, so I probably can't do the podcast this week. Sorry. Uh, oh my god, are you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just following her down the street now to see if maybe I can get it back, but I, I don't... I don't think my odds are very good. Uh, well, as long as you're okay, I guess we'll find another way to do the podcast. Hey, hey, wait, I'm going to put you on speakerphone. There's some thopters coming. And- Attention, Uber! You are in violation of Statute 31.2, Subsection E of the Articles of Respirations Act. Never mind, you understand what I'm saying? Prepare yourself to be captured! Yosh? Hang on, hang on. The Azorius are here. Maybe they can do something. Oh, damn, I wish it was recording this. Commence detainment, Sphere, in three, two, one. Whoa. They got the ogre and there's like big ball of blue light or something. Here's your bag, sir. Hey, thanks. You know, I have some friends who do a podcast and they could help you advertise a sphere like that. You know, you might be able to sell it for parents with kids or something. Nice try, Demir Spy. It's proprietary technology, sir. To be honest, I don't know what a podcast is per se. You would have to file an authorization to special use form 77C with the Senate Defense Ministry to access that specific spell. I can tell you off the record. There's a knockoff on the market that's just as effective and great for keeping kids in line. It's called Bond Bubbles. No, after Grand Arbiter Bond, of course. It's totally legal, as long as it's used properly. Uh, thanks. You're welcome, citizen. Say, that's a nice shirt. You aren't from around here, are you? No, no, I got this shirt on Dominaria, but, uh... Thanks again for the bag. I gotta be gone. Hey, Goyce, I'll give you a call back when I'm out of here. Bye. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Bye, Yosh. Bond Bubbles, you heard it first on the Lorgoyves. When I was watching Huey stream, love watching his stream, and uh, he was playing a Vanifer pod deck, Bant pod deck and something, and he was admiring the graphics on Arena, because whenever you activate Vanifer, these tentacles go everywhere, and he said, I quote, I love the tenties, end quote. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, that's a man who not only loves tentacles, but loves them enough to abbreviate them. That's, that's serious give legit. A, give him a cute little nickname, too. A term of endearment. All right. So Huey knows his way around the tentacles, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, Huey. My, my, work, my work here is done. You're, you, fi- you know you finally made it when you are mentioned briefly on the Lorgoyves in a fun and entertaining way. So congratulations, Huey, you've arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of arrival, we have gotten, I think, to the most fun part of this entire segment, which is the dating game. Ravnica Allegiance Edition. For those of us not familiar with this game, so what we're going to do is we're going to open up a couple of packs of Ravnica Allegiance on air. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. And each of us is going to select a card. Hopefully... It's it's a creature, but are we, if, are we doing instants and enchantments and non-creatures? Only if the mood strikes us. Only if the mood strikes probably us. Probably not. Okay. So give us we like three probably. cards each, and uh, we'll pick one of them. Ooh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shuffle them up. And so each of us is going to be a bachelor or bachelorette, as it were, and the other three of us will be asking that bachelor or bachelorette questions about themselves, trying to deduce what card they might be, and so. With that, let's go ahead and pass the cards out. And these were shuffled competitive REL style, so nobody saw the cards as they were being shuffled. These are good cards. And I've got... <laughs> these are pretty good, too. Now, I've got three in the kitty. Meow. So if you want to change a card for a card that's in the kitty, then I'm just going to put the kitty I, cards I'm right okay there going on the table. If anyone wants Can to. Can I have two of those cards? Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. I can't, I can't use two of those cards, awesome. but I'm happy to go first whenever right. anyone's ready. Here's two of your cards. And then... 
Oh, yikes. All right. Bob seems to be very dissatisfied with his uh, eligible singles. Can I, Whoa! Have that, can I just have that last Eligible card? singles because they're single oh. cards and there's, and there's single people of Ravnica. Okay, everybody here is just too engrossed. Can you just have that last card? Their card. We gave it the right amount of potential. To, to, to even. I'm happy to go first if people want to start asking me questions. Oh, hello there. Uh, um, Bachelor or bachelorette? Hello uh, there. How do, how do you identify? Are you a bachelor or a bachelorette? Oh, it depends on the lighting and the day, but, you know, most times I find my other qualities are, are, my, are my more important parts of myself. So if, you should, if you're new to this segment, you should know that Michelle really tries hard to deliver on the flavor of the card, but gives <laughs> very cryptic responses to our question. So I guess it's unclear what my gender is, to be fair. Okay. Yes. So okay. If you were to go for a walk, say, after your first date, mm. what would be that geosphere? What, what environment would you go walking in? Oh, it'd be dark, like my soul in dank, also like my soul, and we'd go along on, you know, you probably take a ride with me or on me. I've certainly got a lot to spare in the trunk. Are you, are you great at, <laughs> we're, all, we're all just looking are, are at you, Michelle with these blank expressions. Are you, are you the Lord of your environment? Like, do you put other things in their place? Like say rats? Um, I do put rats in their place. Would other people say you that you live in a sewer? You know, that is a very callous and very uninformed way of describing my environment. Your realm, per yes, se. my realm. You're a very attractive and habitable place. Yes, you know, but around here, I am the... Uh, how, how, how are you holding up? I, would you say you're in the prime of health, or maybe have you seen better days? Or, are, are you past your prime? Are you I'm ripe? never past my prime. Yeah, but are you undead? Let's be honest. Now nope, this is a nope. good fully alive. Fully alive. Fully alive. <laughs> Not dead yet. With a big butt. With my big big butt. Are there? Is there just one of you, or are there many of you? It's just me. It's just. There's only ever me. It's just the fab. It's the f- fabulous single. I have a fabulous with, single. With with a very big butt. I do have a very big butt. And you've got a very dark soul. And stank. And in very dank as well. Yep. So you would define your butt as more big than poisonous? <laughs> I'm not the most poisonous individual, but I like to think my butt makes up for that. Do you have one butt or two butts? I have one butt. One butt and One it's big, big butt. Do you have a... <laughs> <laughs> how, how does your beautifully large butt uh, correlate to your uh, mana cost? It's a... To get me in the field, it'd say it's about a five, and you know my butt's a little, a little two more than that. Is your oh. power two less than that? No, it's two more. You're getting a good bargain, love. <laughs> you get an excellent bargain for five. Oh. No one else has a butt this big. Are you the alligator. Close. Do you like to scuttle? No. No. Oh. You're you're close okay. though. I I what's the name of the five seven alligator? The three seven alligator. She said she wasn't five. undead. Is that is the alligator undead? Pretty sure it's not undead. It's not oh. undead. Oh. What's the name of the goddamn it's guard? It's not an alligator. It's a crocodile. <laughs> I'm a catacomb crocodile. Oh, it's Sorry. a catacomb I thought, crocodile. I thought the crocodile. I, I was thought undead. that the giant butt was like a pretty good. It was. I just forgot that you weren't you were alive. Well, a you threw me off with the rats. I well, I it asked about the rats. Text that I am sewer king, oh. and I'm like, yeah, I ate the rat. I, I also sorry, ate the forgot- zombie. I didn't realize I'm you were alive, kind of, Michelle. I was oh. so sad that neither of you asked me what I would eat on my date, and I was like, clearly the card. I says think all you know it's been a while since we've played this game. I think we're we we're all just trying to jump the gun and like guess. <laughs> what you are instead you, you were, of trying you, you to got there, though. romance you with questions. Yeah, well, you got there eventually. F- find out a little bit more about your hobbies before we went in for the clothes, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I really had to throw my butt out there. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you said your butt cost two more, I thought you became an adapt creature. Which is... Okay, well, after that bargain. travesty, who wants well, to go? You know, I'll, the, I'll the, go the set's okay. only been out for a week, you know, so cut, cut, us, cut us some slack. All right, Bob. Hello, bachelor or bachelorette or 
just generally single, single person. Single, yeah. It's yeah. So singles if you were, on singles. If you were to take me out for dinner on our first date, where would we go? Yes, I think. Ooh, I think Bob's we would. Got the sexy voice. <laughs> It's not sexy. That creep. It's so, creepy. No, it sounds sexy to me. Let Bob talk. I, I think we would go for a walk by the moonlight, oh. see the brilliant features of Ravnica, and actually feast, probably at home. Ah. Would our what would we feast on? Depends on the night. Would it be blood? Sometimes. Is it your blood? Is, <laughs> Is it, it my blood? blood? Is it? Is it the homeless blood? Isn't it blood? like everyone's blood? <laughs> It's, um, it's a collective ownership. All right. Of blood, well, I, I asked my question and got that cryptic answer. So, if we saw someone die and we knew them, we wouldn't just leave them there, would we? We would do. We would. We would put them to good use, right? Yes, always, especially if they owed money. <laughs> okay, Bob. If you and I were out on a date and somebody from Simic walks by, and I was like, "Oh wow, you nice asses, pal." Like, how would that make you feel? Would you get jealous? I would not get jealous. Okay. Because I knew that they took out a second mortgage. Oh, interesting. To okay. that transaction. Oh, interesting. interesting. Oh, very, very interesting. So, so, Bob, if you were to find out that someone in my past had it out for me, how would you resolve that situation? I might be a little too low on the pay scale. But I could point you in the right direction. Possibly gain you a little life. Are you the cat? Not a cat. You're not the cat. Oh, wait, yeah, no. You're, you're the 3-1 the... vampire uh, with life. Viscopa vampire? I am the Viscopa, Viscopa vampire. You're Viscopa wow. vampire. That was, that was great, Bob. That was that good. That was a good job. Well done. My okay. other cards for drill bit, slime bind, and super status <laughs> Hey, at least you didn't have to have, like, I've got a big butt. (laughs) I'd I'd like to go next. Okay. Go. Okay. All right. All right. Hello, single person. Oh, hello there. Oh, my. Uh, Don't don't mind the, don't, don't mind the slime. Oh, goodness. It's been quite a day. So, have you been working in the lab? Yeah. Oh, well, me, me personally, no. I've, I've just, I've just been on watch, you know, next, next to my pond. Interesting. So, if we were to go out for a meal on the town, where would you take me? I would take you to, uh, well, there's this, this really nice place up the street. Uh, do, do you like crawl? Oh. They're kind of crunchy. Yeah, they're a good source of protein, I yeah, think. Yeah, crawl, you know, they're my favorite food. So, we would go to uh, well, you know, like my Mc, favorite McCrawls, food is McCrawls up the street. Oh, lo- lobster. Would you, would you mind if I have a big bowl of lobster? Well, let, 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 me, let me check if I'm part lobster. <laughs> are you are you shark toe crab? I am, I am actually not part lobster. Okay. <laughs> so, but okay. lo- lobster's pretty Once crunchy I'm like crawl. When I'm done with the lobster, I bust out my crab claw crunchers. <laughs> are you shark toe crab? Well, I, I'm, I'm no. He's a friend of mine, but, you know, I'm not, not shark toe crab, no. Oh, you're not shark toe crab. So, if I were in the... The business of jewelry. Yeah. Which appendage do you think you would purchase? Oh for? gosh, which uh, which appendage uh, would I purchase for you? No, for you. Which appendage would I ask you to buy me? No, which appendage would you buy jewelry for yourself? Oh. To make uh, sure that you look nice for our date. Oh gosh, uh, you know I've I don't really buy jewelry, and I've I I mean I. I'm I'm quite fond of axes, uh, well things that look like axes, like um, uh, clubs and such. I, uh, in fact, I I have two with me right now. Somebody ask me about my parents. Oh, so how did your parents meet? Well, it was under a bridge. Uh, both. <laughs> Yikes! No, we're not going there. Both, both of them were were okay. trolls. You see. Yeah, he's he's the. Uh, oh, five, the- he's a really powerful, uncommon, evolved creature. Oh. Yes, I my my parents were trolls, and you know sometimes I I like to guard my pond. <laughs> Okay. It's the guardian, the yeah, troll I'm head a guardian. Troll, troll bed, troll. bread guardian. Troll oh, I get that's where you want parents. Yeah. I was just like, oh. what the hell? No, we can't go to conception nights on this podcast. His, his favorite food is crawl. Oh, fun times. Yeah, that's what the actual flavor oh, text says. Flavor text says. <laughs> hmm, maybe I should have remembered that. Okay. 
AE, you're up next. Oh boy. Well, this is okay. So, so AE, if if you were to get me a gift from any store in town, where would you go and why? Oh, I would go to the fish market and just get you a nice slimy fish. Wow. It's a man after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, you you really like fish. Well, decently, but as long as you catch them and you eat them. Are you Gollum? <laughs> I, 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 think I, I think I am. <laughs> but let's go on to the game now. <laughs> All right. Are you the catacomb creeper dude who comes in and sacks and then adds plus two, plus two counters? And you're, ha- you? you're half right. Oh, okay. Because that was the only art but that came out of my head that looked like Gollum. <laughs> I don't know this Gollum, but I'm a very well-made creature. Oh, Well-made, okay. interesting. Well-made. Well mm. put together. I'm a catch, oh. you could say. Oh. Oh, my. Well, then. Would either of you like to ask any questions? But you'll have, have a hard time catching me. Why is that? Look, I don't want to boast... Yeah, I'm into the parkour, basically. Just leaping over the buildings, just oh, of running you're, around. You're the that, babes love it. I mean, um, they, they totally do. They're, you should definitely dig me. Are, so say if I give you a little blue, would you be, you know, a little yeah, into some I'd flying? Be flying You'd be flying. Oh. oh. I see. Oh. I see. And you're I, the one who looks like he's covered in Vaseline. Four, two, for three, four, it's two. a steeple creeper. Oh, yeah, steeple creeper. Okay. Very good, Bob. Nice. Cool. All right, so shall we open up another another pack? Let's open up another pack. Oh, uh, who? What's the rare? <clears throat> I got electro dominance. Wow! So, uh, Damien, you're you're gonna get an elect an electro dominance. Oh, that card too. is so dumb. I hate that it card. Is, it, it is. is so powerful. Stupid I have dog. others that I can use here. I got three creatures. Well, con- congratulations on the Electro Dominance and the Runaway Steamkin, Damien. That's I mean, a really nice red package. You're, you're just going to be really popular if you play Standard or Modern, for that matter. I want you all to visualize what, what creature that you'd like. Oh, here you go, Bob. And here you go, AE. And here you go again, AE. And I'm going to take these three and put the rest right there, right there. Okay, I've got my, my creature. All right, I'm going to put these two back and then draw two. All right, who wants to go first? Hello. Oh, hello there. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing quite well. Uh, what, how are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Oh, that's, that's wonderful to hear. Mm. I, I saw you come in and I was just taken aback by your friendliness. Oh, yes. You're wearing such wonderful clothes. Where did you get them? Oh, they, it's commissioned. I believe I just, I was born and then they were like, wear these things. And I said, okay. And then I wore them and that's pretty much, that's, that's how it went. Wow. So you believe in just, you know, not messing about with what nature gives you. Oh, no, I'm not about that at all. But on the other hand, you know, I really did like this doorway I came through. Are you Archway Angel? Yes! Wow! (laughs) What gave it away? I'm getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) What gave it away, though? I didn't name that one, I think, and... Was it because I talked about doors? I don't know. You were just, you were just I was classy. Just you were just classy as AF. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, I'll go. I was going to talk about how doors give me life. Right, hold on. Let, let me just let me just bury some presents over here. All right, I'm squatting. I'm squatting. I'm not squatting anymore. Okay, I'm finished. What's up? Meow. Are you You're a- the prowling ma- ma- maca? No, I'm not a prowling maca. Meow. But no one can tame me. Meow. Because I'm wild. Meow. Uh, Are you the rhythm of the wild? I'm not the rhythm of the wild. Meow. Are you an untamed maca? I, I am an untamed maca. Meow. What's another word for untamed? Meow. Wild? I wouldn't know because unleashed? I... Unleashed? Well, I'm not wild or unleashed. Meow. You're the three one... You're the three one white maca. No, I'm not that aggressive. Meow. <laughs> okay. You're... Uh, are you the Eryx? Meow. No. Oh, Okay. I'm the opposite of your household maca. Meow. And I haven't had my shots. Meow. You're a feral maca. Yes, I am a feral maca. Yes! Meow. Well done. Okay, Bob. Uh, how are you about group dates? Me, I always travel in a pack. Nice. Yeah, thanks. Me and all my pigeon friends. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> all of your pigeon friends? Okay, this is awkward. We're a grasping thrall. 
I'm a grasping thrall. Wow. <laughs> All the pigeons called it. God, that art that Seb McKinnon did is just so that creepy and haunting and beautiful. I had to stop that creepy voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A.E., you're up. All right. Come with me, baby. We're going to go see a show. Wow, you're so aggressive. Yes. So aggressive. Let's party. Oh, my Rectus gosh. Are you a Rectus showstopper? Yes. Good job. Wow. Rectus rest about. I got it. That was a lightning round. Boom. <laughs> we were getting so good at this. Okay. okay. So that rare was uh, Bedeck and Bedazzle. Oh, very good. I know. Yes. Congratulations to Damien, and thank you again so much for listening on this episode of The Lorgoyfs. Yes! I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm Justin. I'm A.E. I'm Bob. And thank you again to Card Kingdom and all of our wonderful patrons on Patreon. We'll see you next... And Yosh! And Yosh, thank you. Yep. And we'll see you next week. Pharaoh Maka's gonna go take a nap. Meow. Meow.
Can we, can we time out? Yeah. I think we're super discombobulated tonight. Okay. <laughs> Give me the backpack or I'll smash you! What? <laughs> Give me the backpack! Is this, the... this, this is how you three always sound to me. <laughs> uh, oh, snap. Uh, oh, snap. Uh, oh, snap. Yeah, or oh, scat. Oh, snap. Oh, scat. Giant macaw finally... This giant maca cat to poop. <laughs> Waiting for this giant maca cat to poop. God damn! There was more salt in that paragraph than could coat a vat of McDonald's french fries. English is tough today. <laughs> <laughs> the bird It's a giant bird cat. Cat bird. Know, is scat a swear word? No. No, it's, it's literally poop. It's literally poop. I know, or, but it's or, ju- a, or a technique used in jazz singing. Oh, okay. It's been going on for years. The number Some two? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not a lot of fiber in their diet, you see. <laughs> Shush, 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 shush. I will not be shushed. You shall not calm my voice. Authorius, that's your line. This lizard's on fire. So a via, via Shino is small, right? Yeah, it's they're, a they're, they're, they're two one. They're the, they're the pike. Well, this one. this one specifically is runty. <laughs> it's a flaming lizard. So the idea is ours is stroking the biceps here. So he's ex- examining either someone else's work. Work with me phone. You know, it would be totally gruelish if you took your phone and threw it out the window. Uh, luckily. And then burned your apartment down. It's not even a very hail. Hail. In Hawaiian, it's hale. In Hale, it's hale. You could say fit if you wish. Okay. Okay, so we need ogre yells and thrashes include ogre sounds until ogre is captured. You could yell wiggly if you want, Bob. Yell wiggly. <laughs> Your poor neighbors. <laughs> you probably think that you and Doug are into some really kinky shit. But only on Thursday. <laughs> only on Thursday nights. <laughs> Every other night we're vanilla AF.